you all together uh, today, but I don't know what for. I just, <laughs> it's just a few, it's enough actually. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one more. Oh, they're going to reach over there now. Any levitating ones? Anyone wants blankets? Okay, we can pass over. Anyone, anybody want a blanket? So, we just wanted to see how many people can fit in the room. <laughs> so, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, we were just driving, riding down to, by the lake, and the uh, feeling just came. and. I was told, oh, we have a uh, uh, good number of visitors today. Uh, what we should do? Oh, let's meet. So I said, what, just with the visitors, people coming for the day? Oh, why, everybody maybe. So uh, that's it. <laughs> I'm here, and uh, as is consistent with the, with the life, um, we don't plan any more of these things. We just come. I'm here. I have a feeling uh, it will be beautiful to sit together for a short time and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. It is always good, <laughs> something. Yeah. I uh, I've been coming here for some time. Yeah. And uh, I remember in one satsang you said. Uh, there's always one hiding in the kitchen. There's somebody else <laughs> hiding in the kitchen. <laughs> I think that is me. Uh, hiding in the kitchen. Hiding in the, like I notice when you approach or that I go to the back or I feel. Yes. I feel. Yes. There are some others who do it mm-hmm. as well too. Yeah. Does anybody have an idea what's going on when this happened? Did you hear what she say? <clears throat> that um, so something seems to want to not be seen or to you know come in last or you know walk behind sit behind someone or something <laughs> and you observe no you ob- <laughs> do you not observe also this behavior because it's not you don't do that with everybody so you know. Who are you observing? What is this character that is being observed? I see it is it is the person. It is it is. Yeah. 
it's not who I am. It is yeah. this. You see, in a way, what happens is that <clears throat> until you begin to meditate or search for truth, or to look for, look into who you are. Eh? Only then you start to discover how much trouble your mind can cause you. <laughs> If you're not interested in it at all, we go around and this life is just life. You do, you you know, you're in this space, you know? and so uh, you just get along and you do things, and you know life as as everybody else seems to to feel about it. But as soon as you begin to wake up to a deeper sense of reality, uh, an inner discovering, then you begin to discover the troublesomeness of mind. Then he it's like you put a light on him and whoa. So whoa, is this the guy I've been living with? You know? And uh, <laughs> you see like that. And then uh, a little battle begins. Because now you know better. And then further on from this, as soon as you discover the, the 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 inner beauty and spaciousness. You're developing your you're recognizing your your real freedom, your real nature. Then even more struggle come to keep you in the domain of the person, and that's why it feels like a fight. Now, this fight need not last long. Different things will determine the duration of this fight. One is that if you have some um, sentiment towards your egoic identity, your person, then there will be a reluctance to to leave the person behind. You, the consciousness, have developed some affection for the infection. <laughs> you have developed some some sort of uh, you may call a, uh, attract attraction, some strong association with the identity that is created as a person, and feel you know yes you invest some energy through belief and habit and so on. <laughs> And it feels inside that to um, to let it go is a loss. You see, initially you don't even feel to let it go. Maybe you just think you know that it is it that is learning more about truth, and it is it that is aspiring to be free, and so on. You know, which in a case it can also be said also because the mind has different stages of maturity. Yeah. If you may call, sometime in India you hear about this, you might have heard the term gunas. Gunas is like these three energetic um, qualities of consciousness in its dynamic expression. One quality, they say, is tamas, tamagunas. Tamaguna is like uh, the quality of inertia and strong identification. 
it's like a tendency, one of the expressions of consciousness, lethargic and resistant, full of identity. Hmm? Then there's Raja uh, Guna. It says this Guna, the Guna of activity and passion, when the consciousness expresses passion <coughs> and, and fire and you know attraction and uh, you know that kind of potency they call Raja Guna. Strong intelligence and searching for wanting to learn and to, and to develop and to grow. That's called Rajaguna. Then the higher tendency, Sattvaguna. Sattvaguna is that uh, aspect of consciousness that is attracted to truth, that is uh, more kind and wise, that is also another energetic expression of consciousness. It is said that life is the interplay of these gunas. <laughs> Sometimes Rajaguna is ascending, it's the strongest, the predominating uh, presence, you see. Then then the beingness expresses as passion, you know, and fire and you know it, it, it desire and uh, like this, you see. Or sometimes uh, Tamaguna is is more the stronger sensation and that is more kind of resistance and don't want to move and stuckness. Or Satvaguna, Satvaguna, when uh, there is just this sort of peacefulness, a tendency towards more meditative um, activity or non-activity, contemplation, uh, a love for listening and to, to hearing about the truth and holiness and so on. This is Satvaguna. And again, that life is the interplay of these. Then comes the sense I am also. This I am sense is the witnessing space from where the activities of the gunas are observed in the witnessing domain. Like that. Let me just say that and then I'll leave it for me. Let's leave it hanging there for a moment. We come back now to this this uh, aspect, which is a little bit um, inhibited, the inhibited consciousness. Where it come from, you see? Mm-hmm. When the consciousness, which is not a person, identifies with the body, and there arises the belief, I, consciousness, am the body. It's the belief. It doesn't say that, but it believes I am the body. Once that belief is formed, you know, then other beliefs can start to develop on top of that root belief. I am the doer. I am a man. I am a woman. I am a doctor. I am what, 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 what. Like this, and that's creates that secondary identity, which you may call the person. It he doesn't have a name, John or Suzanne or something like that is given. Upon the original name, the intuitive name, which is the sense I am. I is your most pure name. It's not a Christian name or surname. It's just your name, the name of consciousness. You see? When you adopt the body as your your what you may call your concrete base, then you know the feeling you can absorb the name now. I am John. I am Susan. I am something. I am becomes because I am is purely consciousness. It is not a person. I am just throwing this out for the moment. Now, the person mode of consciousness goes through life. And is attracted or remembering certain things that that brings it pleasure or brings it pain, and rejecting the things that brings pain, and attracting the things that give pleasure and so on. 
when it begins to discover its root as consciousness, it's entering into a vaster space of being. Now, what happens is that sometimes some inhibiting qualities still remain with it, some association with the past, the whole regime, the whole mindset, the whole person is still not fully transcended. And it's that personhood left over that is what is reacting when you come to satsang. You feel, I have a, lo- I have a love for truth. Many people also they have only tasted satsang on the internet, and they write letters. Oh, I feel free. I feel liberated. I feel so happy. Now my old pains are gone, and I feel like I'm really living. I'm feeling like I'm space or something like this. Huh? Can I please come and see you? I just want to pay my respect, and I really just want to sit just for a few days. Okay, come. They come, they start to hide. <laughs> what is happening? What was not seen before, now here cannot hide. And some things come up. No? It is not you, essentially. But if some aspect, some, some quality from the person, some inhibitions and so on are coming up, you, the consciousness, are aware of them, but also you identify with them. So you start to feel, I feel uncomfortable. But the real I am is not uncomfortable. It's the I am the person that is uncomfortable. That belief. And that is what tends to happen. Gradually it goes away. It's not a, not a big deal. You see? Sometimes just you come sit near, and uh, after it's gone, it's like this, or something. Or just like you say, you expose it, and it's gone. Sometimes it's just gone. Sometimes a little bit goes, a little bit still stay. You see? But I don't think much about it. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I had a very strong day on Saturday. You had a very strong day on Saturday? Yeah. What is today? Monday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Of a satsang, and since then, I feel my attention swinging a lot. Yeah. And sometimes it's stronger, and sometimes it's slower, and I can I can really see with some distance. Yeah. And uh, and it comes this joy and this space. And I can really see that I do have this a very strong attraction to the to the identity of this person that I've been living all these years until I met you and mm. and because this all of this is very new to me mm. and so I can feel that I still have this <coughs> attraction, but when it swings to the to what I believe is my true self, mm. I really feel. A very strong peace, and I think it, how it in, comes out is in form of love, and I feel very grateful for life and for and it, it all forms. And I wonder how much of that is my mind tricking me, or if it's a trick of my mind, or the tr- I, if I it's, a, it's a good trick, if the mind tricks <laughs> you into feeling peaceful and happy. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know if it's the arrogance that is like I've came out of this person, but sometimes I still like to be the person. 
so but because I can see that then I don't know if this is some kind of arrogance. If you want to avoid any arrogance, don't make any conclusion about what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Just experience. Mm-hmm. But don't summarize, don't say, Okay, now this means this and that means that. Uh, really refuse the the, 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 the the habit to make uh, premature conclusions about anything. You are still on shaky ground. Things are still moving. Thing. Huh? So just leave it open. You just stay empty. Just stay as the witnessing of all of that. You see, and by itself it will settle. By itself it will it will settle. Like this. So what happens like this now? If you lose this, or get less familiar with the tendency to 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 make little context for being and or oh, this means that okay now i understand what's happening and so on you you can box yourself in you see hmm? so you just become like space space has no opinion about that thing and yet nothing is possible without space you see the person has a lot of different ideas about life, how it should be, what's wrong, what's right, where you should go. By now I'm 26, I should be married. We have a lot of games going on like that. But you can be aware of them, but don't purchase anything for a while. As soon as you become aware of yourself as awareness itself, rather than being aware and thinking that it is your person that is aware, you see, your person is one of the things you are aware of. Your person is not the awareness itself. Then something comes to be very, very fresh. You see, you <coughs> transcend. You come into a space where you are free of psychological identity and <coughs> and free of a historical identity. You see. <coughs> Just fresh, like consciousness, it's fresh. <coughs> the person needs all these things, all this background information, all these, uh, all these uh, memories and attachments and so on that gives it. It needs all of this to come to compose a self out of it. But the pure self does not need anything like this. It's very fresh. The thing is that the consciousness, which is what you are, mm-hmm, once it's taken. The role of being a person start to believe in it, no? then it becomes so immersed in that belief that it believes it into into existence, and then the words I'm speaking may sound far like some far off kind of like mystical knowledge, but it's just a simple truth. You see, the mind is easily stuck because it cuts a groove for itself because. It's, once it becomes personal, it loses its universality, and it has to understand things through the groove of its conditioning. So it has to put things in the conditioning role to try and understand them through that conditioning. Whereas you, the consciousness itself naturally is, it's global, it's uh, universal. You see, and uh, we were talking uh, a few days ago about this, that. Um, Sometimes, really, well, always the person is is not quite up to date. It's never quite now yet. It's always late because the tendency is to keep linking with the past, and uh, it doesn't adapt 
to the to the freshness of now. Sometimes um, things in your life are moving. Some some people their lives move very fast. Others' lives seem to move very slowly. And then you meet someone, and then you don't see them for maybe a few years. When you see them, their expression is so different again. And then you feel maybe lost, or you feel like you know, I don't know, I don't know you anymore. What's happened? You've changed, and so on. But you have not done anything to change. It just somehow the consciousness processes things very quickly, and then uh, they only know you from the past. They have not caught up. This happens even with your family. You see, they may see you right in front, but what they are seeing is a sort of like you six years ago. They still talking to the six-year-old idea of you. The consciousness is not like this. It's like whenever you look in the mirror, it never shows you the face of the past. It never tells you, "Oh, you know." But that was when I was six years ago. No, it's not. No, it's fresh. It's now. You see, the, the consciousness is like this. It's just fresh. It doesn't have to summarize or to remember to put you into some context. It's just fresh. So this tendency of going back and it you cannot help in the beginning there's a slow ch- transition a changing over of power <coughs> from person to presence from person is living like the person and the person's relationships and so on moving into the state of presence which is more fresh more universal more open more clear you see and that can feel frightening i can feel that very strongly yes it can feel very intimidating for people who love you because they feel like they're losing you. They're going, you know, they can't depend on their self Im- the self image of you. You're, you seem unpredictable, and we like to feel that we know the people we know. You know who they represent for you in your life, to give you this artificial sense of security. But a real intelligent living being is not like that. They are free. You see, it's not that they are fickle in their ways. Hmm? They are very intuitive, very spontaneous. But that's not the same as being, say, um, restless. Not restless. There's something very firm there, and yet at the same formless. It's a, it's these kind of strange paradoxes come into play. They are, in a word, you can say they are unconquerable. Unconquerable mean that you cannot manipulate someone who is free. You can tie them down, their body. You cannot tie down their being. You see, even if you tie their body tight like this, internally they are more free than a bird. You see, because they have they have already broken through the cage of the mind already. Yesterday I said in Satsangna that when we don't know differently, you only think of yourself as a person. It seems the unquestioned fact of existence. I am a woman, and so for the rest of my life I am a woman, you are a man, you are a doctor, I am a nurse, I am blah, 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 all these things. We are fine. This is Mr. Knight, this is Mr. Jones, he is a very nice man. This is Mr. <laughs> Mr. 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 King, he is a very um, unkind guy. We summarize. We feel quite comfortable. 
in these characters. But as soon as you begin to discover your inner being, you're in a different domain. You see? But as soon as you begin to discover presence, you see, then you can let go of your caterpillar ego. You can let go of the person. <coughs> Don't keep holding on to the person. Because the person's side is uh, is always itching to go back into the whole state, the, the what is familiar all the time. But the beingness does not need that type of history. Doesn't need those patterns. It's it's airborne. It's very different. And what happens when people are for years struggling is that they are afraid to lose their attachments to the old identity. So to that extent. They, in a way, they have chosen not necessarily verbally, loudly, deliberately, publicly, but in some subtle way, they have already said, "I don't want to let go of this." And then it seems, and they may themselves say, "You know, it's so hard to be free." <laughs> no, no, it's natural to be free. It's natural to be free. But it is, we are accustomed to being bound because of the habit. The fear that somehow, if you let go of the familiar, you'll be lost. If you let go of the familiar, you're found. You're free. You see. I've read in one of Papaji's book as well. As um, some people are attached to, they fall in love with suffering and the drama of life, and without all of that, you. You, you don't know who you are anymore, so I think there is some of the fear of um, without the person and this identity. Who Only I before, feel. not after. They will feel like this in the beginning. Uh, uh, this is a very, very important stage because as you have some breakthrough and you begin to discover that there is a world outside of your limited perspective and conditioning, you know, sometimes you feel, oh, you, you feel lost. Whereas before, from the person, you had lots of things to make you feel you're found. You know your world very well, but also you live always within limits. You see, now you're in open terrain. The country looks big. Oh my God! You know, like I'm lost. No, you know, where's the local shop? Where's the local things? Where? I don't know. I'm lost. And then you may feel, oh, you, you, your fear, um, you know, shocks you back into your person. Throws you back into your person. You see, but if you persist, you know you have a, a deep sense. Okay, I feel lost, but I feel alive. <laughs> see, this is the difference. I feel lost. I don't know, know anything. I don't know anything about tomorrow. I have no promise. I have no security. I've lost everything, but I am alive. I'm on the edge of my existence itself. You know. And then you say yes, 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 yes. Absorb me in you. Something come like this, you see. Thank you so much. Yeah. This is so important. Otherwise, fear will keep you bound and little. You see, it will tell you things uh, to create, uh, you know, the fear of the unknown. But you are the unknown. <laughs> no one could come to the end. Even if someone, your twin even, say, Listen, 
There's not. I, there's nothing about her I don't know. <laughs> I know everything about her. Something inside you would feel. No, you don't. <laughs> you can't, because I can't come to the end of me. I can't come to the boundary beyond which I don't exist anymore. It's not a place of knowing. There's no information there. To say you know someone is a limitation, in fact. It's better you say, you know what, I love you, but to be honest, I cannot come to the end of knowing you. <coughs> there are always new chapters, new regions unexplored. You know, then you let you set them free. You say, oh, thank you. As I say, I know you. There's nothing you can't be original. I know everything about you. Then they start to tell you, this is not why are you were in this color. This is not your color. Oh really? Okay, what's my color again? No, maroon is your color. Maroon is your color. You, think, you know, well, you know why are you wearing blue? So, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the maroon does look good. Then you realize I have no color. You know, just to playfully. This season I'm into maroon. Next season I don't know. You see, don't uh, use any concept. But don't lock them, or else they'll lock you. <laughs> when you keep it open, you can something let the air move through it, space move through it. Don't own anything. Don't own any concept. Don't own anything, not even yourself. So the concept of uh, not making any more concepts. A concept of not <laughs> making any more concepts. It's not in your power. In fact, once you have the identity with you, a, a making up concepts is uh, unavoidable for you. It's a tendency that you know you cannot make a vow like that and keep it. You don't have a power as a person, and as consciousness, you don't need that power. Concepts is not something that you are necessarily afraid of. It maybe you are mindful of it. Of how deep, and if you begin to take any concept deeply, be sure that you have slipped into personhood again. The beingness does not need to believe in anything. Everything reports to it. Why does it need to believe in anything, or disbelieve in anything? But somehow, as soon as we start to to take color. You see, it's very difficult to to step out of this kind of tribal thinking. You think you're a green man. I'm a blue man. I'm a yellow man. Hmm? You see, the colorless light. No one can see. It touches the prism of identity, and a rainbow of colors are coming. It is fine. Nothing wrong with this. Also natural up to a point. But the color must know its color is colorless origin. Also, then you are just fine. Don't hold on to any concept as though it's eternal. Don't make tattoos out of any teaching. Even just be aware of what they are pointing to, and use your own intuitive. <coughs> 
to complete that understanding internally, in energetically. Don't commit yourself to any conceptual knowledge to say, okay, that is it. I can rely always on this. You must swallow that. You must assimilate it. You must be one with it. It's like inquiry is a concept for me. You see, by saying that, you miss your opportunity. It's like you saying, Oh, you know, I just feel like I have all these bumps on my face. And I say, Well, listen, I want to show you this mirror. And you say, No, no, no. What I see in the mirror is only a reflection, it's not me. What's the point of looking? It's, it's not me. can't be in a mirror. I'm here. You know? They say, but that's, you're not looking in the mirror to say, you are the one in the mirror. You look at the mirror to get a, re- a reflection of, of who you are, to send a clear, to dispel the delusions you have been collecting. So, in a way, it's almost like some things you are throwing away too early. Make use of them first. When you are finished with them, they will fall away by themselves. So even if I feel that uh, it's like a concept to inquire, I still do it. And, uh, what is important? You must inquire into who you are, who wants to get rid of the concept of inquiry. Because you didn't say, I want to get rid of me. You must establish your identity first. You see? Are you throwing away inquiry while yourself remain a delusion to yourself? Use the inquiry to sweep aside all that is untrue. When you are in the place of true, you'll see if there is something to throw away or not. Of all concepts and practices, self-inquiry is the least is the least um, uh, binding. It's the most freeing. If you cook the golden goose, then you are cooked. <laughs> I would like um, to express my gratitude for being here and mm-hmm. somehow begin to experience what it means. You often bring that um, example that somebody told you one thank you for letting me be nobody. Yes. And I, I had an image of what it means, but here I can experience it. Yes. What, what it's meant when you really live it. Yes. And like the distance from presence to person is getting wider, and yes. I'm so grateful for it. Yes. <laughs> she says, Thank you for allowing me to be nobody. Okay. Now, your parents won't be pleased, probably. <laughs> when their daughter comes, her son comes, and listen, I did, Mom, I'm so happy. This, this, this person I met. I feel so grateful because, you know, they can allow me to be nothing. 
What? <laughs> you see? What it means, you see? What it means to the mind and what it means in the heart is very different. To the mind, it challenges all your culture, all your tradition, you know, <coughs> all conditioning. What you talk about? I didn't bring you up to be nothing. But in the experience, you realize I am really shapeless. Every time I pick up shape, I pick up limitation. You see? I cannot pick up shapelessness. I can only remain shapeless. Every time I go into shape, I go into some category. I go into some draw. You see? And yet to be shapeless, I lose nothing actually, apart from delusion. Why this obsession to keep to keep labeling oneself? I am this I'm this kind of person. I say, really? Why do you want to be any particular kind of person? <laughs> and I could see when I when I took up shape yeah. approaching you mm. would feel like I'm so fake. It it felt so yeah. it felt really uncomfortable. Yes. <coughs> <coughs> Until now, we felt it was not permissible to be shapeless, because nobody would approve of it. Society does not encourage you. They have no use for you to be empty. You see? They don't, they don't understand what it means, in fact. To be empty means to be useless. Because nobody knows the experience. To be empty of concepts, of beliefs, of attachments, of self-definition, is to be very, very flexible, very adaptable, very intuitive, very fresh, alive, here. Understand. To be predictable is to become dead. Everything. If somebody, if somebody tell you, yeah, you know, you can always rely on this guy. You know, he will always come back with this kind of answer. You don't take it as a compliment. <laughs> Do you know that you can also be approached and you don't know what you are going to say? You don't know how you're going to behave. We want you to make a speech tomorrow. It's your son's uh, son's getting married, and I don't know what I'm going to say. Of course, I'm not going to say he's an idiot. I'm not going to say that. But you don't know. It's like to say something feels like it's a bit tired. When I go there, and I've been rehearsing my speech. By the time I go there. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, because I'm not in real time with life. I want to ask you something. Mm. Uh, you said, "I shines as ego, as presence, and as absolute." Mm. Yesterday in in satsang, in that moment, the I have that feeling. Wow, 
uh, now it's uh, also clear but somehow I lost that uh, that feeling after uh, Sasa mm -hmm. it, uh, somehow I don't understand the uh, I need more practice I need more understanding or the nothing the mm -hmm. just be aware of the and let the I mean I, I think the I feel that feeling it's a uh, other vibration uh, it, it's a uh, yeah it's a real vibration come when you're empty it's actually. different vibration yeah. mm. I don't know how, how to move the mm. from the the lower vibration to the higher vibration mm. Simply, if you don't identify with the lower vibration, then you don't have to move from it. You don't identify with it. You don't experience moving from anywhere. You experience you are the unmoving. Can I say like that? <laughs> well, I think I see what you're speaking. What what actually happened is that you you become empty of position. When you are empty of position, of self-definition, because in a way you come to see that to to define is to confine, and something just you didn't do anything, but it's like grace simply reveal itself in you. You are just here, and uh, what is your position? Even that doesn't matter anymore. When you are free of uh, <coughs> of any measurement, even. The, the understanding uh, remains, but the feeling, the vibration, uh, mm. not remains. Uh. Mm. Don't worry about it, because um, even the pure self don't limit it to even the sweetest vibration. Sometimes, if you say, you know, oh, you feel, oh, oh, oh. Oh, so what's happening? You okay? Oh, oh, oh! I'm totally, totally in bliss. I'm totally in bliss. I don't want anything. I'm just totally in bliss. Hmm? Say this, okay? Then afterwards you say, "How are you now?" Ah, yes, yes. I feel very good, but that bliss is gone now. It's like it's gone, but something remains. Something is still nice. Yeah, how can I get it back? <laughs> I said, don't worry about that. You see, don't put that as the pinnacle. It's not the highest thing. You see, if I say that which experienced, or that within which the highest bliss feeling is experienced, and then subsides, and then something else is experienced, that which experience is experiencing. <laughs> Hear that? But he said, "But no, but I, I like the lift, you know. I like the, oh, I like it, no." Then somehow there is still there is a kind of duality there, anyway. Yeah. No, you want to enjoy this feeling again. The feelings have a beginning and an ending, but that which is aware of beginnings and ending is beyond time. 
<laughs> if you know this, uh, be aware of this, then the the wanting something or not wanting it, you just seem like you know this is also just uh, what you may call phenomenal. It is okay, and the one who wants it back also is phenomenal. The one, listen, the one who wants, you feel this, oh, 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 oh yes, yes, yes. This one that seem like it is a, a separate me who is enjoying this feeling. That one is also phenomenal. Yes, I see this. You see, that which sees this, and doesn't want anything, nor not want anything. This is yourself. <laughs> so you said now it doesn't mean that if you have a blissful feelings come that you must reject not at all enjoy why not we have spent so long in unblissful feelings so if blissful feelings come by god enjoy oh, it's very beautiful just don't simply say well i wish i can be like this all the time because you you probably would burn out also <laughs> Something is just uh, ablaze with this, and it's good that it drops because sometimes when we are in the state, then you feel invincible. You start to so it doesn't necessarily get rid of ego. It can even start ego start to feel, you know, like I I did it. You know. <laughs> I'm special. Even can come. You see? The most important thing is not just to have the bliss feeling, but to be free of ego. When ego goes. Then there is there is uh, what remain. It is really inscrutable. I cannot speak about it. It's, it is it is here. It is here. You said something beautiful. You said uh, I am not the library. I am a lighthouse. Uh, mm. Don't bother to study me. Just uh, attune yourself. My vibration, yes, and very soon the, you will discover your, the vibration of, uh, yes. of yourself. This is true because very often we use mind to study something to try and get something, and I said, don't put so much energy in that. More, just be open in your heart, and come into a synchronicity. You find there is no technique to be in this synchronicity. It's just it's almost like the innocence. Of surrender, it's something like just an appeal to grace. Just you know, I can. I am not clever. I don't have this type of mind. I'm not an Einstein. Okay, just, just absorb me. I have nothing to offer. But just absorb me. You see, and something I don't know in this. It's not a technique. It's something very simple thing. It begins to break down all the false barriers, and so on. You just find, you know, like I'm just—I don't know—I'm just here. There's nothing. I can see nothing wrong at all. Now I'm also not waiting for anything, not waiting for any gift even. Like nothing seems missing. You feel like that. Please don't let me speak more. I might get into trouble. <laughs> You're drowning in such joy, such contentment. <laughs> you see, so this is a.
the, yeah, this yeah. is like the same contentment we have in deep sleep, but now in the waking state we are conscious. You are conscious of it, yes, in deep sleep, not so conscious of it, because there is not the interplay of opposites there. You are there. It's uh, you're not in a you're in a non-cognitive state, you know, but you are still there, you're still here. You said it right. In deep sleep, I'm not conscious of it in that way, but now I am conscious of my consciousness. You see. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a, a job. It's just it's your joy. And this emptiness that is, I use the word emptiness, and I encourage. Don't be afraid about this word emptiness, because you know the mind also culture has a sort of negative. Slant about emptiness or nothingness or something. They prefer you say, "I'm everything," rather than "I'm nothing." You see, because we like things, we like to acquire. <laughs> so if I'm everything, well, everything is in that. But if I'm nothing, but what is your more true experience—that you are everything or that you are nothing? What is your real experience? You know, just being here—that you are everything, or that you are no thing. If I'm everything, I, I have so much to sustain. <laughs> if I'm nothing, there's nothing I have to do to be. And it doesn't feel like an insult. It doesn't feel like a failure. It doesn't feel like success. It doesn't feel like it's not in any of these type of categories. few days ago i was hinting at some for those who really wish to come through to reverse the glove completely uh, then i say to you give up this idea that you have rights Talking about politicals, I don't know what that is. Yeah, is that also? Just don't feel I am entitled to something. Feel I'm not entitled to anything. What is my purpose? I have no purpose. I don't have no purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. I've thought it was many things. I was wrong. Now I'm purpose free. Oh. Breathe out. Breathe out. Breathe out. Exhale, exhale. <laughs> Myself, I say, you've heard me say, I have no future. I don't want to, I don't, this idea of having a future cause lot of trouble. When I don't have a future, I am fully now. Can I say one more thing? I don't have a life. I am life. I don't have a life. I don't have a past. 
I don't have a present. <laughs> you can try in a moment you want. And see if if you simply uh, accept or try just to relinquish all these ideas, these pressures, <coughs> the pressure to be something, and see, uh, see, experience, if you end up with some miserable little slimy, <laughs> good-for-nothing entity. <laughs> Many times we you reject what you have not experienced, just out of fear. You think the things actually that really do help you to be strong, you think make you weak. And the things that you feel bring you pleasure actually take your power away. Be free of arrogance. Have no idea, no desire to be special. Why waste so much time trying to be special when you can simply be yourself? All these things put a pressure on you to act in some unnatural way. To keep up some game of pretense and to always be on display, to always be performing or something like this. You see, being free of these, your heart becomes full of love, and the world recognizes a place where it can find some rest. When you want to be special, it's important that others are not. Because if everybody is special, then special means nothing. You understand? So just be content with your life. It's a blessing, a great gift that we have this opportunity of existence to experience, to think, to feel, to inquire, to discern. How rich one's life is. If not one more thing is added to you, you are still not a poor man. Is he? So, give a little time to reflect a bit more deeply, rather than just collect information about life. Learning about life is not life. Practicing how to live is not living. Waiting to be. Is not true. Being afraid uh, to be empty is to miss the opportunity to know God. As long as you are full of you, God has little space left to say hello. You are too pregnant with yourself. But it's the wrong self. It's always of something that is always changing. 
password letter, she asked me if I can password letter. Okay. Beloved uh, Guruji, you said in satsang, right before I left, that if some arrogance is there, the mind can take you into darkness and in the end make you depressed and tired. Something inside feels so scared that this might be happening here. I feel like I'm in hell and it seems to be getting worse and worse. Mind is restless and tormented all the time, including during sleep. There is so much fear and confusion. I can also see something that just doesn't want to let go. It feels like being possessed, and I really don't know how to stop this. Nothing seems to help. I'm falling into despair. Watching satsang from home is painful, feeling big anxiety, resistance, shame, separate from you. Please, Guruji, whatever is left of me, pride, arrogance, resistance, hopelessness, whatever form of ego, I am praying to be chopped by your loving grace and not by the mind. Please don't let me fall into darkness. My head is at your feet. My mind is praying for forgiveness and rest. Please, beloved Master, whatever is happening, I pray for your grace to finish it off now. My family is worried. They insist I should see a doctor or a priest, and I have been taking some pills to be able to sleep. Thank you for everything, for the possibility to come to Sahaja for some time, for some long time, for your love and care, for grace that brought me to you. Please forgive me and take me back inside your heart, which with much love and gratitude, David. You have never left my heart for me to put your back in my heart. And all of this is imagination. All of imagination. You understand? Hmm? You don't need no pills from doctor. You need a whack on the head, maybe. <laughs> this is not anything at all. All these things, sometimes you believe and we believe, and because you believe, your belief becomes your sickness. Because you believe in the unreal, that these things are really happening to me, and, and there's an identity. Everything is coming because of identity. Because you believe, I'm this person, and I did wrong, and maybe I did let the, and the mind has caught something now. It's caught onto something. It sees that you are not functioning as your pure consciousness, and that you are in a state of delusion. And he goes for the kill. He goes for the jugular, I tell you. He says, Oh, there's one over here, there's one over here, come, come. Oh, I'm dying, I'm dying. I'm dying. Hmm? Can, you make, can you make it You look like a, like a serial killer, you know, but a nice like, one. You look like a nice serial killer. Everybody hears the, come here, Muji, slow me, kill me the, right now, push me from the cliff. The, everybody with the scene. I know what they want. <laughs> Only the one who really wants to live has to be killed. <laughs> they know that there is a life that is not a life. It is only survival. They want to kill the one that is already dead, actually. <laughs> they want to kill a ghost. Oh, you kill a ghost. You just wake up. That's how you kill a ghost. 
We don't have ghost bullets, special bullets for ghosts, <laughs> special knife for ghosts, special grenade for ghosts. So we we'll just wake up. Uh, you said in satsang right before I left that if some arrogance is there, the mind take you into darkness and in the end make you depressed and tired. If you identify with it, arrogance means that you feel you are something, you believe you are something special, you see? And by believing in this, you see, you shoot yourself in the foot. Something inside feels so scared that this might be happening here. I feel like I am in hell and seem to be getting worse and worse. You see, this is not the person, this kind of person, you see, I would say, when I say person, this consciousness in this aspect is not usually arrogant, it's not arrogant, you see. It's more feeling of unworthiness. Not suffering, not suffering by arrogance. The one who is arrogant don't write this type of letter. You see? There's the one who is a bit uh, suffering from the sense of unworthiness, imagining, you know, I'm arrogant. I'm arrogant. You see? And then uh, the devil knows she's confused. <laughs> it's time for a visit. <laughs> you see, I feel like I am in hell and it seems to be getting worse. An arrogant person don't speak like this. Mind is restless and tormented all the time, including during sleep. Are you the mind? One must know the difference between oneself and mind. Mind is the domain of the person. Mind is watched. It is you who know the mind. The mind doesn't know you. You can be without this psychological mind, but it cannot be without you. There is so much fear and confusion, I can also see something that just doesn't want to let go. The person always has something, some fear of letting go. Sometimes people say, I really am afraid of letting go. I said, What are you afraid of letting go of what? I said, I don't know. <laughs> you understand? There's something I just can't let go. I say, okay, but what is it you can't let go of? I don't know. <laughs> Then who is saying that you, there is somebody too who is afraid to let go? Or oh, you have to let go of something you don't know? And I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is the ridiculousness of the egoic and delusion, the deluded ego. They behave like this. I really know that something is, you know, sort of like I'm really holding on, and I need to let go of this thing. I say, what is the thing? I, I don't know. So. You don't have a case. They throw you out of court. I mean, don't, don't waste the court's time. Please get, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Mm. It feels like being possessed, and I really don't know how to stop this. Nothing seems to help. I'm falling into despair. Watching satsang from home is painful. Feel big anxiety, resistance, shame, separate from you. 
you need to come here again and spend a little more mm-hmm. time because either that or you listen to what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the more you believe this, the more the, the less you're able to listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Then my voice will become weak now and this one will become strong in your mind. Mm-hmm. You see? Uh, when you become so, so saturated with delusion, no reason can speak with you. You see? Because uh, the darker forces have moved in. That's what they want to move in. You see, the presence cannot be possessed. Only the person can be possessed. Why? Because the person is an illusion, and the possessor is also an illusion. You can never be possessed. But to really know this, you must know who you are. If you think you are a person, you can be possessed. When a person is possessed, it means that it loses its power, and something else is acting in its name. When such demons are casted out, often you see the person, they come back, they they don't know even where they were, what's happening, what am I doing here? It's almost like something put them on pause. Moved in your house, start to sign your checks for you, take over your house. <laughs> this is our top. Please, Guruji, whatever is left of me pride, arrogance, resistance, hopelessness, whatever form of ego I'm praying to be chopped by your loving grace and not uh, by the mind. Please uh, don't let me fall into darkness. My head is at your feet. My mind is praying for forgiveness and rest. This is someone who is totally blessed, but don't know it. Totally blessed, but don't know it. Imagining that they are cursed, and imagine it so much that in the end you are living like a curse. Hmm? Please, beloved Master, whatever is happening, I pray for your grace to finish it off now. My family is worried. They should be worried. They're going to be worried because they see you, and what you know what you're giving spirituality a bad name. And me, <laughs> if you didn't go and visit that hairy guy in uh, in this in the bush in uh, in, in Portugal, you know you wouldn't have ended up like this. Look at you, poor thing. You better warn all the people that don't do that. Look what happened to our daughter. She's completely lost all her life. Look at her. You're not, uh, you're not, you're not a good uh, adver- advertisement for us. What we're doing here, we are so happy here, and they think that we are some kind of uh, some strange cult, you know, sacrificing goats and running about naked in the countryside. When they see you, you are an ambassador for truth, isn't it? When the people see you, they say, "My God, you know, I'd like to have some of that." Said some of what, whatever you've got, you look very peaceful. We want to be like you. Where should we go? What should we do? They mustn't look at you and go, oh "My God, where have you been?" <laughs> whatever it is, I'm going to pray for your grace to finish it off now. My family is worried. They insist I should see a doctor or a priest. You see. <laughs> they should be saying, "Listen, go back and see Mujina. 
because you're not following his teachings. We watch him on television also, and we see that he's very happy and peaceful. So what happened to you? Why you're not carrying this peace? You better go back and ask him to help you to understand his teachings better. Mm-hmm. You see? But no, no, they want to send you to a doctor. <laughs> Allopathic medicine. <laughs> They want to give you a praise. <laughs> now they want to exorcise you. <laughs> and I've been taking some pills to be able to sleep even. One of the beautiful gifts of God. Have a, have a sleep. In that you can't. You say, no, no. I'm taking even sleep from you. And then on top of the final words, you're telling me, thank you for everything. <laughs> but, for the possibility to come to Saja for such a long time, for your love and care. But you you show your family that you've been loved and cared for? Mm-hmm. Hmm? For grace that brought me to you. But it sounds like you are in disgrace, not grace. <laughs> Isn't it? Please forgive me and take. I don't have anything to forgive you for. You see? I see you as you are. You are free. I tell you, every one of you, you are free. But you need to be conscious of your freedom. Because someone doesn't want you to know you are free. Hmm? With much love and gratitude. What to say? When you discover yourself, you become again a light into this world. You don't have to go out and preach and tell anybody, listen, I am free. No. You can go back and just go and visit your auntie, have a cup of tea and talk. And she says, darling, what's been happening? Where have you been? So I've just been in Portugal. Oh, looks like it's done you real good. So, well, yes, it may be like this. Tell me about it. What have you done? Because you used to be so stressed, and now you seem so peaceful and so happy. What? What is it? Are you on drugs or something? <laughs> <laughs> you tell her, no, 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 no. We don't take any drugs. Nothing at all like this. We're not taking anything. Nothing extra. <laughs> is it? Oh, please. You know. Why don't you take your cousin with you? Because they could do it something like that. But if you write like this, I say, my God, then, then your parents are worried for you. They take you to a doctor and a priest <laughs> to give you more pills. Maybe you left too early. Like that. But I just will say, all this I tell you, it is all dream, all, all imagination. You imagine yourself to be the wrong thing, to be merely a person. And that life has been unkind, things have been difficult. And you're blaming yourself, you see. I am so down, I don't know what to do. <coughs> Once uh, one, one man came and he said to me, in London, no? he said, I know a couple, you have not met them yet, but they follow you all the time. They were following you all the time on the internet. But recently they separate, and the girl has gone into a very bad state. 
and now she feels worthless her life is worthless and she's she says she wants to kill herself I'm going to go and see them tomorrow is there anything I can tell them I said tell her I want to see her that's it tell her I want to see her he said yeah you you see her I said yes yes I went, of course I want to see her I don't want anybody to go ahead with such a thing so she came and then when I saw her I started to talk with her listen to her I realized that she her, all the self esteem is gone but it's not that it's gone and there's something beautiful to relate to now. So it's like very, very low. The kind of low that you don't know this person might just go and jump in front of a car or something. So you know what I had to do? I had to try and build up her ego. You understand? Because I can't kill a weak ego. <laughs> I have to kill a very healthy ego. <laughs> you understand? Because to kill a weak ego is like she would just be just she just go into some dark place. No. So first the ego has to be brought up again to feel good about herself. But you're you're a good person, you know. Your life is not you know, you have a purpose for life. You've come here, you know. You are not just some sort of accident, you know. You're here, you know. And come on, and she says, Yes, you think I can make it? I think you are. You must, you know. You see? You have to fatten her up a little bit. Eh? Only when you are strong enough to really know where you are. Come, come here. <laughs> but you understand what I'm speaking about or not? You don't go on top when people are feeling weak, then you try, yeah, you're going to go to hell. This is not good. There was a time when the person has to be lifted up a little bit because it's too weak, you know, you cannot like take advantage, you know, take advantage. Hmm? So they had to have a sense of where they are. And you have to have something to fight. I don't, to, I don't want to kill some weak person. Let him come. Let him get up there, and then you give him a jump. <laughs> so, yes. After all of these things, thank you for everything. But I can accept these thanks. I can't accept such things. For what? If you're going to thank me, then live on the thing I'm, you're thanking me for. You see? You say, thank you. Yes, then you must live on the thing that you're saying thank you for. You can't be said, thank you. I'm so depressed. Anyway, thank you. I say, wow, please, you scare me. I don't want to thank you for you. What if you don't go with that tendency to think of okay, what's what's next? What's the next? Now we are sitting here. Hmm? You can be totally in peace now. 
reject any idea about next or future for a moment. Otherwise, you're waiting for what's the next experience now. What what he's going to say next? You know, can you tell us another story, Muji? No, no, no. I tell you nothing now. Finish everything. Finish now. Don't wait for anything. Because bad habit in the mind. Always wake, waiting like a beggar, waiting for the, what's the next experience. Suppose there was no next. Huh? Check in with yourself. There's no next, no? What is happening? Some anxiety? Hmm? That's just some it's nothing at all. Don't identify or combine yourself with anything you see. It's just a it's just a little ripple and nothing at all. Look, not waiting, no waiting. No next. You're just here. Is it unbearable? Is there something that's just gonna Itching. Uh, I need a fix. I need a fix. I need a concept fix. <laughs> I'm just here myself. Oh, I need a relationship or something. No, 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 no time. You have no time. The world is not waiting for what you are going to do next. Is it uncomfortable? I am not speaking to the mind. Speaking to you. No next, no waiting. Observe your mind. But, but how, how does he feel? Yeah. But don't identify. Just observe. With with detachment or indifference even. The mind has never done anything to you, only to your self image. What is happening? 
Eyes are blinking, heart is beating. Nothing is happening to you. Ever. Whatever functions take place in the world is not really your business. It is just happening. You lick your lips, blink your eye, swallow some spit. It just has to happen. That's what the body needs to be comfortable. It's not a restriction, you know. Somebody wants to feel, you know, oh, I don't like this. I feel like. I can do what I want to do. Yes, that thought can happen. Doesn't matter. That is also perceived as merely a movement or a sensation inside of consciousness. It's one way of looking at it. I am not stapling down this this as some this is how it should be. I'm just showing you a way of observing. Actually, that from the place of pure presence, nothing is happening to it. All you know is that you are perceiving. And because there are senses functioning in this body, you are perceiving the mind and the senses and the sense of you know, existence and the hum, the subtle vibration of being, or at least you have this awareness of them. You see. Does it mean you should kind of walk like a robot? Uh, you don't know how you walk. Who is walking? Walking is happening also. Eating is happening. Pleasure is also enjoyed. But this I who is doing the things, it has been an excess. Still, if you feel like this, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Just put it all down to con. Put it on the slate of consciousness. There are many ways of looking. At even one thing. Enjoy them in as many ways as you want. Nothing is so important, actually. <laughs> but when you feel that something happens to you and this is going to happen to me and identity comes, then that's the strongest flavor you're going to have to in any experience. It will distort and uh, seem to confuse and hide uh, your being received. <coughs> These are not true in truth, but they are experienced like that, because we are experiencing uh, some delusions. Ujjim just want to say thank you, Rami, for always pointing to the depth of our ocean, not to mind our minds. Yes. The, the dream of God conscious, Yes, we take, uh, we give far too much respect and importance to our, you know, thoughts and imagination. 
far too much importance to that. As soon as you discover more and more your real space, really discover, really recognize, really be in that, the dream and all of these things, they become very weak, very light. The sense of some solid person in here, that also becomes very light. Like, uh, like looking at the moon when the sun is fully here. It's just very, very insignificant, very far away. The person must become very far away. Now, if you feel when the person is far away, but how can I live? I mean, because you have so much faith in the person. When the person is far away, then you feel your fullness as consciousness. Good, good. So before we leave the room and everything, let's just for one second, just without uh, getting into any thinking or nothing. Pay attention just to what really is just here, without any effort. Feel internally that which is not created, not imagined. Don't be afraid of it. It is not a story. It's not a promise. Like a vibrant space, fully alive, but has no image. It's not trying to remember itself. It's not trying to become anything. It does not need concentration. There is no distance about it. Because only when there are objects can there be distance, duration and measurement. But this is imageless, formless. Like space, it has no boundaries, yet it is subtler than space, because it perceives space also. 
it is not stronger in one place and weaker in another place. It cannot be diluted. It cannot be hurt. It cannot be damaged. It cannot grow. It cannot die. It cannot even live. It's beyond all of this. It gives life to life. It gives the power to think, to contemplate, to sense. When we say or feel I or I am, this I am is one with it. It is not a person. In the daily life, it is to be experienced as pure presence. It is not on the way to becoming something. It is not waiting to become anything. It is always perfect. Imagination is not needed. Visualization is not needed. Imagination is not needed because it is not an image. It and yourself is the same. It doesn't come or go. It doesn't even stay. To say it stays is a weak word, because it cannot go, it cannot leave. Yet it is not trapped, it is never stale. It cannot be finished, because it never started. Everything we perceive have a beginning and an end. But that which perceives beginnings and ends have no beginning nor end. Notice this. It is not outside of you. When you say I, it indicates this. The stillness that you 
feel. There's no one being it. There's no effort. It didn't begin. It is always here. It cannot go. How can it go? It has no legs, it has no wings. It is always here. Simply leaving aside the fascination for what is changeful, one finds, I am only here, I am only this. Where is fear? Where is need? Where is desire? Where is the where is attachment? Where is dissatisfaction? Okay. Om Shri Om Om. If some of you would like to stay behind and sit and just be. Uh, enjoy your quiet, or, or move about as you want. Makes no difference. Nothing makes a difference to yourself. Many things make a difference to your ego.